There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We bring in our next guest uh, to uh, discuss some things NBA with us. He's our NBA NBA insider uh, from Respect Magazine. It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. How you doing, Brandon? Trying to be more clutch than MJ in his prime. How are you? I love it, man. I love it. We're pumped. We're psyched. A lot has happened in the NBA. The trading deadline has come and gone, and it was pretty darn exciting, especially for the Cavaliers who decided to clean up some house and bring in some new guys. What do you think of what the Cavs did? I mean, if you watched ABC last night and saw the uh, Cavs and Boston Celtics uh, game last night, it was a blowout. Um, for sure, uh, you saw what the results brought. Uh, definitely um, brought in a lot of length, solid shooting, youth, uh, and some high flyers, and uh, Larry Nance Jr., uh, as well as Jordan Clarkson. Uh, the Cavaliers definitely have the advantage of having a Jordan Clarkson who, who played closely next to Kobe Bryant and who's now playing uh right next door to LeBron James out in Cleveland. So I, I think the trade works well for both teams. If you really sit and you look at it, you know, you have guys that are no younger than 25 in the trade. You also have a George Hill uh, who played pretty well last night and, and, and still finding his niche, but you know, you also have a Rodney hood uh, who out in Utah, um, did some damage, but you got guys who, who are who are scorers. You have a George Hill who um, has playoff experience playing for both the San Antonio Spurs as well as the Indiana Pacers. But when you look at the other side of the coin uh, for the for the Lakers, um, Isaiah Thomas dropped 22 points in, in, in the Lakers win the other night. Uh, definitely a good mentor. Um, it, it's almost like a uh, advanced version of when Baron Davis came to Cleveland and then Kyrie Irving came. Baron didn't get any playing time. But a guy like Isaiah Thomas, who was a, 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 a bona fide superstar, at least last year in Boston, uh, can come into L.A. And, and, and come off the bench and really do some things for the Los Angeles Lakers. I like it. Uh, I still stick with uh, the Lakers doing some damage in the second half of the year. And it looks like it's helping both teams early on. Two guys are on my mind, Scoop, uh, in this trade. One guy, uh, I just wonder if you could crack the code on what happened to Jay Crowder when he became a Cavalier. Because he was a pretty effective player for Boston. I thought he would add some moxie, some defense, some rebounding to the Cavs. And it, it just he just didn't play well as a Cavalier. Um, what's going on with his game? And he, is he a guy that's going to be revitalized now being in a different organization? 
Yeah, you know, I, I really looked at that this season as uh, this year for Jay Crowder, um, where he could kind of come in and really be that that tough guy, that enforcer, that uh, guy that can really help LeBron. Um, and I think you know you even hear Jay Crowder saying things, you know, in the media uh, where he said that he he got back, he's got back to having fun um, after the trade from uh, the Cavaliers to the Jazz. Um, it it kind of, at times, you know, a guy that's 27 years old felt as though, you know, when you're playing in a LeBron system, you can be a little stifled. LeBron handles the ball a lot. Um, and I use this example. I lived in Philadelphia uh, area for five years, and I watched a lot of Allen Iverson, one of my favorite players. But a lot of times when he was on the court, guys were standing around watching him dance around. I think LeBron is more of a uh, a, a, a in-control basketball player in some respects than Allen is, but sometimes guys stand around and do the same thing. You look at Kyrie Irving. He was able to to drop 25 points all while LeBron was still holding on to the basketball. Sometimes mm-hmm. LeBron being the primary ball handler can stifle it. So, you know, for, to see Jay Crowder say some of the things that he's saying, I'm sure he likes LeBron, but I'm sure he likes to be able to play within a system that benefits both him and other people. Utah is a young team, and he's able to kind of go in and, um, you know, have some fun. And I, and I think that um, Jay Crowder was a guy who benefited, who was a deep shooter from three uh, for, for Boston at times, could rebound, could, could switch between the small forward, power forward, and at times maybe play a little center um, in the small ball system we have. But, yeah, I definitely think Jay Crowder will see greener pastures in Utah. The other guy is Isaiah Thomas. You already started talking about him, but, you know, the fact of the matter is that after this year, he could potentially just come off the books completely for the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers think they have their point guard in the fu- of the future in Lonzo Ball. So where does Isaiah fit in in L.A., if at all? Um, well, I think he definitely had a strong debut uh, for the Lakers. Uh, excuse me, and I said before that they won. They lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but I think that Isaiah Thomas is in a system similar to Jay Crowder, where it's a young team, um, and he can bring you know veteran leadership. He can come off the bench and help um, them. But it's going to be interesting because I think that Isaiah Thomas has been dubbed um, and having been damaged goods because of the hip injury. He's got a lot to prove the rest of this season to make people want to inter- want to be interested in keeping him longer term. But right. I also think a guy that's 29 years old, he just turned 29 on February 7th, um, he's a guy that um, is is no chump change. You know, he, he even being hurt, his Boston Celtics team did make it to the conference finals last year, and he's had something to play for. He's the type of guy – that when he his back is up against the wall, he has something to prove. You know, a guy that has been traded from different teams, gone from Phoenix to Sacramento to Boston to Cleveland to L.A. Um, I think for him, he just wants to find a home. This 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 story kind of reminds me so much of Jamal Crawford, where you know he was in Chicago, he was in New York, he was in Atlanta, he was with the Clippers, now with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas, these guards for hire, he, like Lou Williams, like 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 Jamal Crawford, I think he just wants to find a home and, and flourish. And I think L.A. is the way for the future because they're so young. You look at a team like L.A., you look at a team like Minnesota, you look at a team like Philadelphia, those those teams are the future. So hopefully he finds a home and, and um, you know, I just think he and LeBron and Kevin Love could never really click on the court. Well, Scoopy, IT was looking for $200 million just 12 months ago, and now he went from potential $200 million man to bench with the Lakers. Is there any way that IT is going to see anywhere near that kind of money when he hits the open market? 
um, well, you look at two hundred dollar men and 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 Russell Westbrook and um, uh, Steph Curry or LeBron. I don't look at him in the same breath as them, but that doesn't mean that he's that he's not effective on a specific team. I look at Isaiah Thomas as a guy who benefited from a system that was built around him in Boston. And I think guys like him, you know, you look at Allen Iverson when he was in Philly, when they went to the finals that year, you know, on one, that team was built around him with Eric Snow and some of those other guys. Do I think he's a $200 million man? No, but I don't think that he's a mid-level exception guy either. Uh, and I think people don't always give him the credit that he's due. And I think that that injury in Boston has, Sway the perception that he is what he's not, and you know, comparatively to somebody like Derrick Rose, who's had multiple injuries throughout the course of his career. Unfortunately, he's no Derrick Rose, um, and I think he's going to have to play into a position where people take him more seriously and kind of pick up where he left off at. The last twelve to eighteen months have been, you know, seen him in Boston, Cleveland, now L.A. So I think the biggest thing is. Winning cures all, and, and, and he's got to find a way to win and be consistent. And I think someone will take a serious look at him. Speaking of the Boston Celtics, we just saw one of the greatest players in NBA history see his jersey rise on up at TD Garden. So uh, what was it like uh, for you? I don't know what impact Paul Pierce has had on your life. Paul Pierce is one of my favorite players of all time right up there uh, with Kobe Bryant. And uh, Paul Pierce's impact in the NBA and also uh, what you make of uh, his uh, beautiful ceremony yesterday. Well, Paul Pierce's ceremony was definitely ruined by a 48-minute LeBron James tribute. Uh, I think that you, you saw, you know, you saw LeBron and, and the Cavs go to work and do what they need to do. Um, but at least Paul Pierce got his just due, um, and 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 Isaiah Thomas not being in Boston, and you know, folks can't really uh, tap that that uh, Isaiah Thomas coming back home until next year, at the very least. I think you give Paul Pierce his just due. I did like Paul Pierce's blazer. Uh, very very nice, like, yeah. Very, very uh, smooth, and, and I would have went with a green tie, me personally. But um, I guess he didn't want to look like the Celtics logo. But as far as Paul Pierce is concerned, I mean, a guy who stuck with – uh, one organization in a, in a league where there's no loyalty to uh, teams anymore. Uh, a guy who was at, who I used to call the East Coast Kobe because of his uh, scoring prowess and being from Inglewood as well. Uh, you know, guy that really helped the Celtics, stuck with the Celtics, and really, you know, 2008 revitalized his career uh, under Doc Rivers. And, you know, they were talking about trading him. Um, but, you know, it, they didn't trade him, and you know he and Kevin Garnett and 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 Ray Allen and Ray Rondo won a championship. You know, one of the things that I admire most about Paul Pierce is I heard him say once, you know, it's it's easy to get into the NBA, it's harder to stay in it. You know, a lot of guys, you know, were happy to just be here, but you know he stuck with it and uh, played 19 seasons in the National Basketball Association and. At 40 years old, having his jersey retired, you know, not a bad thing. Hopefully Hall of Fame comes his way soon. And one of the most memorable things for many Celtics fans and or people who, who cover the NBA is him being in a wheelchair and coming back, pulling a a, a, uh, a uh, comeback similar to Willis Reed uh, when he came back to the finals as a member of the Knicks. I think that Paul Pierce is definitely someone um, who was in the top five, top ten at, at Celtics of all time, Larry Bird, of course, being number one on my list, but Paul Pierce is a genius, and uh, I'm happy to see his number go up into the rafters, number 34. 
We're speaking with NBA insider Brandon Scoop B. Robinson from Respect Magazine right here on the Manchild Show with Boy Green. And Scoop B, is it realistic that the for the Cleveland Cavaliers to get back to the NBA Finals after getting rid of six players from their team and with less than 30 games to go in the regular season for them to try to figure this thing out before the playoffs start, is it realistic to think that this team can uh, go right back to where they were last year? Yes, I think that, that it is. Um, you look at teams like the the, 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 um, the Detroit Pistons back in 2004. They went in and got Rasheed Wallace and uh, went to the finals. Now, granted, they had been Wallace. You had uh, Chauncey Billups. You had Rip Hamilton. But, you know, these guys have been in this position before. You look at storylines. Um, so Kevin Love is out. Um, you you have a Tristan Thompson who's the only viable center on that team right now. He's got to step up. You know you have a Jordan Clarkson who was no chump champion. Larry Nance Sr. was retired by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you have a LeBron James. LeBron James um, helped uh, the Cavaliers get to the finals when they lost in 2015, and he he daggone led them in every statistical category. Um, but I think bigger than that, the biggest challenge in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Um, despite the Boston, or excuse me, despite the Raptors now being a first seed after winning five straight, eight and two in the last 10. But the biggest challenge for the Cavaliers is the Celtics. Now, granted, there was no, no tape really of the Celtics to look at before Sunday's game. But, um, you know, the Wizards are sinking below. The Pistons are rising uh, at, at 27 and 28. The Sixers are still at AC. You know, the Bucks are the Bucks. But the top three teams in the Eastern Conference are the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Cavaliers. And no disrespect to the Raptors, but the Cavaliers have an athletic team on the floor. And to be honest with you, they match up very well with the Golden State Warriors, who are at 43 and 13 in the NBA's Western Conference. But the Western Conference is, is even tougher because you got the Rockets, you got the Warriors, and you know, the Rockets won eight straight. You know, the, and the Spurs, even without Kawhi, are third, are, are third place team. So. I think that the Cavaliers are going to have to really start yelling, and it's great that they got this trade done before the All-Star break. They're really going to have to be communicating and really getting to know each other because they're playing off of just uh, instincts right now. But really settling in and making things happen, I don't think it's an obscure possibility that the Cavaliers will return to the NBA Finals in 2018. All right, Scoop, here comes my obligatory Knicks question. Uh, first of all, I'd like an, evalu- an evaluation on the pickup of Moutier. And if you could even uh, take it uh, to step two of my question, which is because Courtney Lee and other guys didn't get moved, I know Willie Hernan Gomez was moved a little before the trade deadline, can the Knicks still move these guys even after the trade deadline is gone, and what does that mean for the teams that are acquiring? But start with Moutier and then talk to me about what moves the Knicks could still make, because obviously with Porzingis going down, things have changed pretty drastically for the Knicks. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I I think the Emmanuel Moutier, I really... um... I like Emmanuel Moutier. I don't, I, and I know for a fact that he likes New York. I spent some time with him at a party um, this past summer, and uh, we just sat and we talked. It was an NBA rookie gifting suite, and he loves New York. So when he got traded to New York, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> you know. And I think just because he's well traveled, I, you know, uh, grew up in Congo, and you know, he, he knows he knows how to travel and make things happen. But as far as uh, the actual play, I watched some highlights from the game last night. Uh, you know, they lost one one twenty one to one thirteen. Um I, I think what's gonna be special about them is uh I, I like the pairing of he and Frankie uh for the future. If the Knicks are building for Moutier in the future. But um as it relates to the Knicks, I think um 
he'll sell tickets. You know, he's a prolific scorer. Um, but I, I think a lot of air was sucked out of the room when 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 um, when uh, Porzingis went down. And um, yeah, I, I, that's all I really have to say about it. I, you know, the Knicks have lost six straight. Um, and they're seeping below, 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 below um, the NBA's Eastern Conference. I mean, at this point, the Hornets are above the Knicks, and um, yeah, it's it's rough. Can it's they rough. can they move any of their vets now that the trade le- deadline is done, or is that a, is that a mute point at this point? I mean, they could, but I, I just think at this point, um, the Knicks are playing for survival. I think that the Knicks, I think you know. Uh, Hernan Gomez, Gomez, excuse me, he requested a trade. You know, he wanted to be out. And it's crazy because when I look at that situation with him, he requested it like a day or two before right. Porzingis got hurt. He would have got so playing like, time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as, as far as moving pieces, I mean, you look at Joe Kim Noah's contract, you, you think he would try to get a buyout and go to another team. Like, he's disappeared, man. Like, you, you, you look at Beasley, I, I think Beasley, Beasley stays. You know, Cantor, those guys stay. Hardaway, he stays. Courtney Lee was was widely believed to to be in some form of trade. It would have been nice to see him, you know, return back home to Charlotte in some type of package deal for Kimba Walker, but no such luck. Um, I think the Knicks will continue to stay where they are. I think the only piece that legitimately could move and it would be a buyout at this point would be Joe King Noah and his, and his big contract. All right. As always, Scoop, uh, thanks for the knowledge. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day, my friend. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Scoop B Radio. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.